Well, hey, Cheyenne Hills, and welcome again to the Companion Podcast. I'm the producer, KCR. I'm here with Pastor Karsten. Hey, Karsten, how's your week going? It's going good. I am recovering. I did a half marathon yesterday. If you did not see me in church, it's because I was running. Only a half marathon? Only a half. And it was all downhill. So it's like cheating. <laughs> it like didn't even count, except my watch said I burned 2,500 calories. So <laughs> you're, che- you're, you're cheating and only did half of the cheating. Uh, yeah, I cheated and it was only halfway. So, but. so next year you're going to do a full one probably. We'll, yeah, I don't know. We'll, I don't we'll look at Casey. I'm, I'm 230 pounds. You. I was like passing people. That was like, I think you're like 30 pounds lighter than me. And and I was well, like, I think I need to lose you, weight if I'm gonna do the full. Well, and that's the thing too is if you if you're weighing more and you're going downhill, that's the reason they can't weigh the uh, uh, box car. The <laughs> yes. uh, what are those things? The Boy Scouts. You're race. saying my weight was an advantage. Oh yeah, down. you just <laughs> jump higher and you'll go far down faster farther. <laughs> Well, hey guys, uh, thanks for listening uh, to the Companion Podcast, where we want to take the sermon into our lives, not just on Sunday, but like whenever you listen to this, that you would take it and think about it more and apply it more. Mm. This week was about knowing God, which is pivotal. We were made to reflect the image of God. In order to do that, we must know him. Mm. How do we do it? Well, we do it by coming to church on Sundays and reading our Bible and being in small group and having Christian friends where we talk about the Bible and who God is. Uh, you know, we had that book, Knowing God by yeah. J.I. Packard. So I mean, that thing was chocked full of all oh, the components of who God is. But this week... And even then, we went through it in a group. There was a group of us, and there was a very smart man, smarter than any of <laughs> us, and uh, who, who led that. And so we, we read the book, but it was better when we did it in a group. Yes, yes. and and But for this... It is not the, hey, read J.I. Packer's Knowing God. Yeah, no, no. I mean, there's so much about God. More, It's more just like like the in general. Yeah. How do you know God? And for us at, here at, at Cheyenne Hills, it's like we want people to know God on Sundays. We want people to know God in their individual time with the Word. We want people to know God through our grow groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're, it's really a focus on like that and, yeah. and for us and then for others. Mm. And I wanted to ask you, Casey, who... Like, let's think about your life. Who helped you? And I'm talking about like when your faith really came alive. I know you grew up kind of in the church, but like who helped you to know God? You got me started. Um, So I would say that I I grew up in a church. I went to church every Sunday until I was 18 and moved out of the house. Or sorry, church every Sunday, but also went to Sunday. It was made to go to Sunday school if I wanted to or not. Sunday school. And we just, I don't. I don't want to talk bad about our church, but we did, it wasn't a very engaging program and I, I, I needed more and I wasn't getting it. So I didn't, so I feel like I went through 18 years of church and Sunday school. And in the last like several years I've been here at Shining Hills Church, I think I know God more than I ever have in my life. Mm. And for me, a big thing that happened was I, I dated a gal uh, and it was really important to her and I kind of wanted to marry her. Um, at, and so I started going to church with her and I knew I'm like, well, I grew up in it. So I guess I, cause I'd really f- gone farther away. I should start at the beginning. I went and then I, you know, in high school and uh, late in uh, uh, college and then not college and then college and then not college and then the army, um, <laughs> I went away from God. And so they just yeah. good and good and far. And uh, uh, so I had this opportunity with this, this person wanted me to come back and go to church with her as part of our relationship and be yeah. closer together. And so I thought, well, you know what, you know, why not? What can it hurt? Because I, I know I know the basis, I know the foundation. Um, when we talk about like the way the universe is structured, at least it's a common. I thought it's a common set of terms that we can mm-hmm. use when we're talking about good and bad, and right and wrong, and the you know the the universe and how it works. So she was primarily responsible for getting you back in church. In church. So for you, step one yeah. to where you're at today yeah. happened with someone inviting you to church, basically. 
And I think that's a big thing that we want to communicate that Galen and our church staff wants to communicate is for a lot of people. That is step Step one one, is come to church on Sunday. It's not the only way that Mm. you know God, but it's a big one because you're showing up, you're at this facility, it's a church, there's expectations they have, like, I don't know, I guess God's in this place, (laughs) but they meet the people and they're, I mean, they're just taking all of it in and there's worship and there's teaching and application and there's love and service. So, I mean, they're absorbing all of that. Like, okay, I guess God is like, I don't know, like this represents him. Well, and what about you, Karsten? That's got to be fair. What's your story? Yeah, I mean, I've I've talked. It depends on who it is, but I, I share my story a lot. Alex was a big part of bringing me back to my faith. But I would say for me, step one, my start was my mom, that she was responsible for getting us up, getting us dressed, and going to <laughs> church. And and we went to a Nazarene church on the coast of California uh, near San Luis Obispo, and there was uh, great people, and uh, it was a church. I don't know, maybe the size of Cheyenne Hills are a little bit bigger Mm -hmm. and they just did things really well. And so I would say my mom, she's responsible for getting me to church, helping me to know God through that facility. And then, you know, getting me Bibles that I could read them, you know, for my own, I had my devotions, but yeah, I would probably say my mom is step one. And and it also makes me think about why do we invite others to church on Sunday? Well, you know, you might have uh, someone that you're concerned about and she is a mom. And so if she comes to church, well, maybe she'll bring her kids. I mean, you can affect a lot of generations by inviting someone to church, whether they have kids or not. But just thinking about my mom, like someone invited her to the Nazarene church and she connected and she made sure we got up every Sunday and we were going to know God by going to that church. That's dominoes. And that's one of those things that it made me think of if you're nervous about, well, I don't like, what if they don't like it? And then they maybe don't like me as much because they feel whatever. But I don't know if you've ever had someone who you're like, uh, I don't know, maybe like a, you have tickets to a concert and you're like, well, I, my, the person I was going to go with isn't going to go. Well, I'd really like to spend time with this friend, but I don't think he, he would ever like that. And then you ask him, it's like, hey, I don't know if you know this band, but would you like to go? And then they go and then they love the band. And now you guys actually have something closer to do. It's like, you can't, it, don't say someone's no for them. But I think we do need to be more bold mm. in, in just asking everybody that we can is like, Hey, you know, would you mind going to church with me? Yeah. Or or would you mind considering coming to Cheyenne Hills and then just seeing what they say? Like you said, don't say no for For them. them. Um, all right. Next Casey, I want to think about this. So knowing God, uh, it's a huge, um, new, what's you know, we're talking about fortified, so it's not brand new, but the focus on it's new and we're fortifying these core purposes. And Mm. so the first one is to know God. What does that mean? To you, like when you hear that and you listen to the sermon on Sunday, mm. what does know God, what does that mean in your language? So it's for me, um, Galen hit on it a little bit this weekend when he talked about, there's a similar Hebrew word when he talks about Adam and Eve um, knowing one another in this sense, this is incredibly intimate, like this very special way. Um, that's the same way that D- David describes it several times later in the Psalms is that our it's supposed to be an intimate relationship. I think I, for a long time, you know, and like I said, when I was younger, I had um, I had a head knowledge of God. I knew that he created everything. I knew that Jesus was his son. I knew some of these things, but it says no God, and it's a directive, and it's the step one in this process that we all have to take. And like we said, you're, someone introduced you and started that process to know God, and but you have to start there before you go to the finding freedom and these other steps that they've, that the church has laid out as this kind of uh, structure that we want to do to help people 
fortify the relationship. Yeah, and one scripture to go along with what you're saying is in Matthew chapter 7, uh, Jesus says, not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom mm. of heaven. And those in that passage, those people, they did some incredible things, mm. somehow connected to God, or I don't know, that's kind of a confusing verse. But he was like, even though you've done these things, I never knew you. Yeah. And I think that's what you're saying is that there's a difference between knowing about God mm. and having a personal relationship. And, and so that's, but so, okay, so for you, knowing God means a personal relationship. Is there anything else when, when you hear that Cheyenne Hills is going to help people to know mm. God, you hear, man, that is going to be personal, yeah. just like it was for you later in your life. You're like, man, this is when it clicked. It was yeah. real. That's what you hear. Anything else? But I guess when you talk about like, what does it mean to know him? I think the two things that you can do that I, that I have been trying to do, and that's how I've increased mine is one, get in the word. Cause I feel like if you looked at, you remember the matrix, if you look, if you were just someone and you were looking at the matrix, the way they did with all the numbers, you can't pick anything out. Mm -hmm. But now we have this thing like a key, like a code key, which is the Bible, which lays out all these different patterns in which God works. And so if you learn those, then when you're looking at your world and you're looking at your life, mm -hmm. you can start to see where God shows up, those same patterns. And in those ways, between the word and between looking at your actual life and living close close to him in the prayer and stuff like that, I think between those two things, you connect and start to be able to see him, feel his presence and recognize him um, in your life. And I think that's, yeah. that's the way I've been trying to do it the last couple of years anyway. So, so what about you, Carson? What is, what is no, what does the term no God mean to you? Well, I was, you know, going off of what you just said and even, even, um, I'm going to go back to Adam and Eve. Okay. Because I think too many Christians don't like, you were talking about the matrix. Like I think too many people, they don't see the full scope of what's going on. Yeah. And Satan has had his hand in this thing since Genesis mm -hmm. three, right. Mm -hmm. In the fall until now. And so I want, I want, let's go back and think about this with Adam and Eve. So God is responsible for creating everything that's around us, but it was perfect and it was yeah. good. There was nothing that wasn't good until the fall. So God makes this world God makes people, Adam and Eve, he, they're perfectly provided for. The, the climate is so perfect, they don't even need clothes. They were naked but without shame, right, yeah. until, until the fall. So God creates this thing that is perfect and beautiful and abundant, and, mm -hmm. and Adam and Eve have jobs. They have things to do, but they didn't – it was just – it was perfect. Yeah. Okay, so let's just, say, let's just say that Adam and Eve perfectly knew God. They actually got to walk with him in the garden. Yeah. And if you go to Revelation 21, <clears throat> God is going to remake everything. So from, from Genesis one to revelation 21, you're, you're seeing like kind of the beginning and everything was good. And then you think about revelation 21 where everything's going to be good again. Mm -hmm. We're going to have an intimate relationship with God in the sense that he's going to be there and we can see him. It's not just like, a you know, we hope and believe yeah. it's like you're going to be able to see Jesus and God. And I don't know how that all works with the Trinity, but like, we're going to be able to experience God right before us. He's going to remake the heavens and the earth. And so we have those promises in revelation 21. But what we have in Genesis 3 is the fall. So God wants us to know him, and he wants to be known, and he yeah. makes that clear with Adam and Eve. Satan wants you to know the difference between good and evil, and mm. Satan wants you to know sin. Yeah. So think about this. So because of the temptation of the snake that represented Satan, um, when, they, when they eat the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, it does two things. One is it unlocks that 
awareness mm-hmm. of good and evil, and that's when they felt their shame and and God ended up sewing, yeah. put something together to cover their 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 nakedness. I don't know how they would know how to thatch, let alone put together like clothes from anyway. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. But so they had the knowledge of good and evil, and then and then so there there's that right. And I feel like in a lot of ways humanity has only progressed in their knowledge oh, of good and evil, but also especially evil, yeah. but, but, but also Those good, you know, we've, yeah, yeah, we've seen God's progressive story of, of giving us what's right and wrong and that, and that we failed, we couldn't uphold the law. So he sends a savior and we see his goodness through Jesus, all that stuff. But what I'm getting at is like Satan wants you to know sin. Yeah. He unlocked that with the knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. We're plagued by it. Even, even good quote unquote, good Christians still have the sin nature that we have to battle every day. And Paul talks about in Romans seven, just how awful it is as Mm. a Christian to wake up with this flesh on that wants to sin and you want to do the right thing, but you don't do it. And it's a whole battle. But so anyways, what I want you to see is like, and and Galen kind of went there with the the principalities and the rulers of the air on on Sunday is to say, Satan wants you to know the good and evil and Satan wants you to know sin. Mm. And I feel like, Nowadays in our culture, uh, we're just, I mean, we can't even agree on what is good yeah. or not good, but we do know what we have increased is sin, like yeah. uh, the, the sinfulness, the pervasiveness in our culture. So what our church is saying is we want you to know God. We want to yeah. go back in some ways to like the garden when God was close and the purpose and, and we knew him. That the, um, yeah, One of the significant purposes and ideas that I, I see in the beginning of, re- of creation and like the reason um, you go back to what is it? Uh, the what's the reason for life, the universe, and everything? Yeah, yeah. To know God and to for God to know us and to, for us and to be known by us. Yeah, like that relationship was part of the reason that like the world was created. He made everything, and then He made us to be on it with Him and share it with Him, and then we broke it. And I look back at it and I look at the fruit. Like I don't think there was anything like magic about the fruit. I think before they even took the bite, the thing that broke it was. What if I don't do what God wants me to do? I want to close with just the point that like, you know, if you think about the garden and and now we're, you know, let's just say 8,000 or more years removed from the garden. And it's so, it's been so far and sin has developed so much. And so we live in this day and age Mm. and you have people, we, we are plagued by the effects of sin and the, the fact that we're, we have our flesh, but we have the Holy spirit. So mm. we're in this war, but how many people do we know, love and care about that have, they don't have the Holy spirit. Mm. And so they're just stuck in sin. They don't understand the whole picture and that God is responsible for good. And that Satan and our flesh and our choices are is responsible for evil. Yeah. We're just in this mess. And so I just wanted to close by saying that Cheyenne Hills wants the world we yeah. want Cheyenne. We want our friends and family, those that we know and those that listen online. We want them to know God. Mm-hmm. We want them to have that amazing relationship with him. Um, and, and so how do we do that? So just to be able to close with three things, right? Mm-hmm. We know God by coming to church and helping others to do the same. We know God by reading our Bibles yeah. and helping others to do the same. And I would say we know God by joining groups. We call them grow groups here at Cheyenne Hills, but get in a small group where you can ask questions and and, and be known and, and make some new friends. And I just think that those are three primary ways that we know God and that we want to help our empower our church to be about that. And that's what this series is all about right now is we're trying to fortify the process and the purpose and the way the church approaches helping everyone here and everyone who comes through our doors go through that. So please continue following the series and we'll see you next week as we go to Finding Freedom. All right, bye guys. Bye.